0: It's true. If you want to walk fast, go alone. If you want to walk far, go together, which is the exact reason I'm building a community for us, the misguided. And in this community, you'll be able to learn, educate, and collaborate with others who are like you, wanting to build wealth through business. Think of this as a networking conference on the internet. So head to the show notes and join the Slack channel for the misguided. And in this channel, there's even sub channels where you can add or remove yourself from certain interests of yours. For example, if you're a notary guru and you wanna educate others on how to build a notary business, join that channel. If you're wondering how to use your car for passive income or start an Airbnb business, you can join those channels or you can remove yourself, it's that simple. So what are you waiting for? Join the Slack community already, help yourself. This is a place to share insight and engage with other business owners and leaders. Think of it as a Reddit form, but even cooler, because here you'll be able to self-promote and partner with other people. Why the world make me feel misguided? I can't hide it. I'ma shake the globe, change it Why they don't share this? Who else know this? I smell rodents I'ma shake the globe till they feel it Why the world make me feel misguided? I can't hide it I'ma shake the globe, change it Why they don't share this? Who else know this? I smell rodents I'ma shake the globe till they feel it What's up everybody? This is the Misguided Podcast We intend to guide you to a better future The purpose of this podcast is to do exactly that We will dive deep in to the stories of entrepreneurs and highlight what makes them successful, but also pinpoint mistakes they've made and how to improve them. Our goal is to make you start thinking about building generational wealth through business. I hope you enjoy, and if you do, please rate this podcast and leave a review. And now, let's get started. What's up, everybody? My name is Jawan Rohan, and this is the Misguided Podcast. We intend to guide you to a better future. I'm sitting here with Jay Lately, a musician from the Bay Area. How you doing, my my brother?
1: I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Good to be uh, here.
0: Yeah, I'm living, man. I'm living. It's uh, it's been it's it's been a little bit busy right now. Uh, I gotta head to work soon. Uh, I'm a realtor, so like you know, stuff is crazy right now with real estate, and um, yeah, it's, damn, I, it's been I, busy. I,
1: I, I might need to talk to you about that at some point. I've been starting to look into some, I'm uh, trying to find some, find a house to buy, man. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: man. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you, you just got married, correct?
1: I, I did. I
2: did, yeah. yeah.
0: Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Next step is a house, man. Hit me up. Right. Me up. <laughs> uh, it's crazy because right now, like, the only thing that's winning in this crazy market is, like, all cash offers. And that's the reason okay. I chose to work with uh, my company, Fly Homes. They're a new startup and stuff. But they provide that, like all cash offer for people and that's why a lot of people are finding us and using us is for that so yeah man hit me up bro we'll talk we'll talk offline but word (laughs) um cool cool uh so yeah um let's go ahead and get into your story for a lot of people who don't know you are from the bay area um you've been doing music for a while now man i think i heard of you like possibly five years ago um Mm. but a while a while ago right and i kind of been seeing your 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 progression through music right and, and you're so slept on I'm gonna be honest you're slept on man. <laughs> like, you, I, your flow is so laid back with like Bay Area you got like a lot of different um musical influence
2: you know for sure so
0: um let's go ahead where, where in the Bay Area are you from
1: word so I was I was born in Oakland um but I only lived in Oakland till I was five years old And then my family moved to Sebastopol, which I'm not I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but up near like Santa Rosa area. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, So like for anyone who doesn't know, it's a little small town, like an hour north of of the Bay Area or of Oakland, basically. Um, So I grew up in Sebastopol from age five to 18. And then I went to college down in uh, Southern California um, near L.A. So I was down there for four years. And then after that, I moved back to Oakland and I've been living living in Oakland since then. Um, so kind of a mix between Oakland and Sebastopol like my young formative years I feel like we're in we're in Sebastopol and my older formative years were in Oakland uh, yeah yeah with with a little stint down in LA yeah yeah. (laughs) that's cool that's cool I mean like
0: I know I you know I know where Sebastopol is um and and um it's totally different than Oakland right so it's like like if you're being in all honest, it's it's totally different cultures, right? And so, yeah. how was that transition for you? I know I know the transition from you know five years old wasn't maybe that impactful, but what right. about when you were came came back to Oakland? Did you kind of have to adjust and everything?
1: Yeah, it was a it was a big adjustment, but it was something that like an adjustment that I was desiring at the time. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Sebastopol was such a great place to be a young little kid. It's very um, kind of more countryside or more like yeah, I guess more countryside. There's just hella room to play and <laughs> yeah. big, you know, like you run through the trees of hella the forest and hella outdoor stuff. Like, that. like you can't hella do outdoor, outdoor
0: stuff. stuff in Oakland. It's all indoor right. or it's yeah. So 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 that was
1: awesome to be a kid there. Um, but then I think when I started getting around, you know. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, -hmm. I started feeling so like confined in this little town and this kind of little bubble and I wanted to break out so much more and see the rest of the world and yada yada, you know, um, so Oakland was a big eye opener for me, but it was also like an eye opener that I was looking for, you know, I was tired of kind of just being in this little bubble, um, and when I when I first moved to Oakland actually I I came back after college and became a teacher in Oakland I was a high school PE teacher in Oakland and so that was a huge it was kind of two things in one it was it was like a huge mind opener just to be a teacher in the Oakland public school district especially like the high school system um, and just see all the issues that were going on there and then also to kind of immerse myself as just like a person into what was oh you know what was to being offered in oakland and in the surrounding areas that, that like i just you know i was only an hour away before as like a, <laughs> as a teenager but it felt like i lived so far away so from far, yeah,
0: yeah because the cultures are totally different and yeah. as a teacher you really see you know the students coming in and needing help and as opposed to where you were in uh sebastopol or i always forget how to say that name yeah but, yeah um, you know, sir. um it's it's totally different right and and your school systems are different you they're taking care of more um so for sure. yeah that's interesting and definitely eye-opening eye-opening when did you stop bec- being a teacher
1: um I taught for like five years uh okay but so that I, forget, I don't even know at this point um uh, maybe five years ago five yeah. years ago something like okay. that uh, yeah That's cool,
0: and and that's when you like were really starting to release a lot of music, right? Like I saw your music goes all the way back to two thousand twelve. I mean, obviously you've been you doing this since you know two thousand nine, but uh, your music goes so far back. But like that's when you kind of were like developing yourself, right, as an artist.
1: Yeah, very much so. I mean, I think a big a big thing for me is that like for a long time I didn't believe I was gonna be a rapper or get to be a rapper as as -hmm. a professional. as something that i followed for pursued for the rest of my life because of growing up somewhere like sebastopol because of never seeing none of my friends none of my older brother's friends no one was a successful rapper from up there you know what i mean like doing this and i kind of believed like why does anyone want to hear me listen to me talk as a rapper from sebastopol like this isn't because no one knows where it's songs. where it's
0: at, you know. <laughs> no one knows where it's at
1: and it's and it's a different I have a different experience than what I was hearing people talk about in rap songs at that yep. time. Like all my heroes were talking about different shit than I was living, right? So yeah. I was kind of like why does anyone want to hear me be a rapper, you know? So I went to college. I had all these intentions after college of going into education, being a teacher and basically more or less staying in like education uh, the education realm for the rest of my life kind of and I was just doing music because it was something I loved uh, but really didn't believe that I could ever do it and then when I came to Oakland I really kind of like felt. I, I guess at the e- very end of my college career and the very beginning of when I came to Oakland like I was experiencing some good luck I guess with where my music was landing and like how some of my releases were coming out and I was like oh shit like yeah. people are hearing this people are reacting well like maybe i should try to do this more and it just kind of slowly transitioned into me being like oh wow like i actually have people listening yeah and i love the hell out of this like this yeah. i love you know that, it was that's the most
0: important thing right there you gotta love what you yeah. do so yeah i mean around this time when you were starting you know when you came back from la um there were people from the bay area that music was doing really well right like the bay area was on the map so who were some of those influences from the bay area and and those rappers that you were kind of like aspiring after
1: for sure at, at that time like i mean i guess always a huge one for me has been Zion and i um yes. like that right i feel like i i there was a period of, in, during high school where i i was just listening to whatever was on the radio right and then there was this then like, this is going to date me back hella long, but I feel like that was right when it was a like, great right when like Napster and LimeWire and all these like internet, yeah. internet radio stations were first starting to pop up for the same t- for the first time and shit. Yeah. And like, I heard, uh, Zion and I through that and just like fell in love with the true and living album. Uh-huh. And I saw him at like Pay dues right about that time was when I was starting to like really go to, go to concerts and festivals and shit like that. And, um, uh, so to me, he was like fucking, the, their their group was like one of the at the top for me right then and yeah. and so um they were definitely someone um and, and I think I think I mean I think he was so big for me because I heard him talking in different ways than I had heard a lot of people talking in rap music before and mm-hmm. he was talking about a lot of different things and I was like it was one of the groups for me that I was like oh shit there's all these different ways that this can be done like yeah this isn't a um, um monoculture here this is like this is a huge culture filled with all types of ways to do things you know
0: for me what really stuck out with them is their their beats man they're just production was like totally mm-hmm. next level like i forgot that one song but it was like i'm trying to look it up right now i forgot this one song but it was like one of my favorite songs by them and their beat was just stuck in my head all the time i'll find it by the end of this uh, uh interview okay. but for sure, yeah um no, that yeah, that, I mean there was a lot of people, man. I mean, like you know, it's crazy. So I went to Berkeley High, right? So okay, when when I was at Berkeley High, our prom, um, G Easy had had a uh, performed at our prom, right? We had a, a chance to pick who who we wanted. It was like Too Short, G Easy, and I picked Too Short. But a lot of people was like, "Nah, let's get G Easy." We had G Easy. I was like, "Who is this guy? Like, uh-huh. he, like he is not that good." <laughs> like back then, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Why is he performing?" And then he performed. And then maybe like three years later, I gave him like another listen. I was like, oh, I like his music a lot. Like, you know, so it's like you really don't see these artists until like you're forced to see them in in a certain way. Right. right? Like and and it's just cool, like knowing there's so much culture around Oakland, Berkeley, anywhere in the Bay Area, really. Right. And, And yeah. And people, you know, from different different parts of the Bay Area have different experiences, right? Big time within music.
1: It's, it's crazy to me how many of my friends who actually like went to high school in the Bay Area. Like every single one of my friends who actually went to high school in the Bay Area, damn near went to school with like some amazing artist. Right? Like yeah. it's it, or like or their older brother is best friends with so and so. Like yeah. it's just everyone went to these fucking high schools <laughs> together. Like it's yeah. crazy. The yeah. the just the the fucking breadth of of talent in this area you know what i mean
0: it really is it really is and it's so cool like watching it like I'm, i mean i you know i was there when like the pack and everyone you know was around and like yeah. friends and, uh, it, all in the group and like just seeing them be <laughs> be like the little 16 year old 17 year old kids on high school campus and you know having these hits um, right it's just kind of cool but yeah, no, I I love to hear like the 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 journey. You know, where'd you get the name from, Jay Lately?
1: Um, so it's just a, a name that you know I came up with myself, but it was through a lot of thought. My my whole thing was I didn't want my name prior to this was Germs. So my real name is Jeremy. <laughs> with a G, like
0: Germs with a G or a J?
1: With a J, <laughs> because so my real name is Jeremy. So a lot of my friends would call me Germs, just as yeah. like a short uh-huh. for Jeremy. So that's what I started with as my name and then a little while after that I was like I don't really like like the connotations like if someone hears the name germs before they even see or listen to my music they yeah. already have ideas in their head about what my music should be right um and like I'm not like a grimy dude like my music is not grimy it's not like
2: yeah, yeah you know yeah. like
1: there's certain rappers where the name germs could really work for and they're like fucking spitting bars and they're all like grimy yeah, yeah. and shit or whatever you know that's not me really and so I was like damn this Association you hear when you hear that name isn't really what I'm giving you. You think
0: almost like a battle rapper, like an Eminem type of eight mile right. thing, right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Something like that. It could work perfect for. It. Yeah. I was just using it because it was a. It was actually my nickname, but like people were just using it as my. You know, like Jeremy. So then, long story short, the way I came to Jay lately is basically I wanted a name that doesn't define me too much before you hear my music. My whole goal is I want you, you know what I mean? Like, my name is Jeremy. You hear Jeremy, well, you don't know shit about me. You still got to get to know me. You got to learn my personality. You got to see my actions to really know who Jeremy is, right? I want it to be the same with Jay Lately with my music. Like, my name isn't going to tell you who I am. You need to listen to my music and understand what I'm telling you and listen to the story to figure out who I actually am. But what I, the whole reason behind Jay Lately is to remind you or to remind myself that this is just me lately. These things, this is where I'm at right now, whatever I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And that should be different than it was before. Mm-hmm. Like ideally, I haven't stayed the same since the last time you heard me. Yeah. Ideally each, and and if I have, in my opinion, I've been wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Like so I should music, be learning. So your music
0: is changing as you're changing and growing exactly. and
1: experiencing
0: different stuff, right? And if
1: we go through a year in our life without in some way changing the way we look at the world or in some way changing the way we look at ourselves. I don't, I think, I think of that as a year wasted because I haven't figured out the world yet. And I haven't figured out myself yet. So I should be constantly working to do a better job of figuring, figuring out those things.
0: I totally agree. And I think, uh, I think environment plays a big factor in this, right? Like, um, for me, it was very important. So growing up in Berkeley, um, you know, my whole life, all throughout my childhood, that's, you know, what raised me. And I, you know, when, it's it's either two options, right? You stay in Berkeley. Um, or and you do college out here or you go somewhere else and you learn something else. For me, it was like, I need to get the hell out of Berkeley. Right. I need to, I I was bad. I played basketball at Berkeley high. So I had opportunities to go and play college basketball. And I was like, I'm not doing it nowhere in the uh-huh. Bay area. Right. So I took my ass to Colorado. Um, and I was like, I need to experience something different. And sure. honestly, that's the reason I am where I am today and who I am is because that opened my mind to a lot of different, um, things in life like there's a lot of stuff I did not know just staying in Berkeley and so I think environment is super important when when you're changing right and so the reason I bring that up is because I want to ask like did you see any change in yourself and if you did what changes from when you went to LA and then came back to Oakland?
1: Yeah um, I mean I think big LA was the first time that I had ever it was kind of like what you're saying. That was me leaving the, the nest or like the little yeah. town or whatever. You know what I mean? That was my first time really outside of Sebastopol. So I think it just gave me, I think, it, you know, it was a, It was when I was 18 years old. So there were just natural changes going on anyways of me, you yeah. know, growing up and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think it really, It kind of like what you're saying, it just opened my mind to what's out there. And I think it was my first time to really, where I felt like, I could really like engage with all this shit like I was in I was in the Inland Empire which is like 45 minutes east of LA or whatever mm-hmm. um, but just like we had I had a car and so me and my friends could go fucking wherever we wanted on the weekend it felt like you know what yeah. I mean like LA is full of everything we'd always heard about and yeah. so to be able to just like engage, like I went to more shows that first year of college in, in LA, like hip hop shows than I've ever been into to in my life, because I was just like, holy shit. Like Because there's, there's
0: one every night out there. There's <laughs> one
1: every night. We have a car and like I have friends right here. Yeah. Like, let's fucking go. Um, so I think it just kind of like sparked my desire for or, or like passion for all. It, it was huge. Uh, time for me musically like just to be able to engage with all this like music and events and art shows and all this shit for me was just like damn there's all this shit out here kind of and it it just made me be like shit i want to be a part of like i need to figure Mm -hmm. out how to be a part of all this stuff because like one interesting thing is like the way you were saying like in berkeley going to high school at berkeley you're seeing all these people come through who are doing things and you're seeing all this cool shit i didn't really have that around me that much i was always i was seeing that on the tv or on the radio or whatever Uh and and like all this shit's cool but it doesn't happen here you know what i mean and then L.A. was my first time where I was like, oh, it's happening right there. Like, I, I'm popping like in my car and mm-hmm. I'm going there tonight with my friends <laughs> and like, oh, shit, we get to grab a mic and we get to, you know what I mean? And oh, shit, there's a studio session I just got invited to and in this and that. All this shit, it was just hella cool for me to be able to have all that like at my fingertips, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's real. I, I feel it. What, um, at an early age, what would you have done differently Um, introducing yourself to the music industry right would you have started earlier would you have came out instead of germs as Jay lately like how would you have introduced yourself differently to the music scene
1: I think the only thing if I really could nowadays like you know we, we can never change history right and we can never say you know sometimes I think like do I regret certain choices I've made for instance like working go really pursuing a career outside of music for a while like Mm -hmm. I was going to college trying to get degrees that were going to allow me to get jobs you know what I mean like and then coming out of college and getting jobs that took a lot of my time but I think I've learned so much from those processes like it's hard to say that I could have done anything different and gotten to where I am today if that makes sense like I think my road was a little bit of a slower one and a longer one and I needed these things to take place because I hadn't been brought up around this stuff, you know, like in this culture and and around these activities, and I needed to dive in kind of a lot more and make myself familiar and grow and learn and all these things. But aside from all that, I think the one thing that I look back on and wish I had been a little bit different mentally about from the start was just a little more confident in myself. Like this idea of like, oh, it could never be me. I'm not supposed to be a rapper. I'm just here to watch and be a guest and kind of fuck around, you know what I mean? But like yep. it's never going to be me. I wish I had changed that mentality a little bit earlier. Um and just some opportunities. Like I was doing really well right at the end of college and beginning out of college, mm-hmm. and I didn't really realize it. Like I was mentally holding myself back like, oh yeah, they fuck with me, but like this is never going to work. So, you know, yeah. let's go back to work type of shit. And I wish a little bit more there were times where I had a little bit more of that you know, sometimes I call it blind confidence. I don't know if it's necessarily blind confidence, but a little yeah. more just faith in that myself. That more
0: like chip on your shoulder type of, type right.
1: of feeling. And I, and they, I was just kind of happy to be here. And like, yo, I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen. Thanks for inviting me to, to, to be the be
0: cookout. Here. Like, <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? <laughs> right. And yeah. I, I look back a little bit now, like, yo, I kind of slept on myself a little bit at times when I could have been like, yo, now this, this is a moment right here that I need to take advantage of, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I I asked that question because, you know, in today's hip hop culture, there are people who, who it's more, it's, it's, it's all based on the image. Like it's always been about the image and not necessarily how good you are as an artist. Like we can all sure. say that. Right. Um, sure. And I'll so, say it
1: matters. It matters heavily.
0: Yeah. Matters. Right. The image, uh, image from, image from, matters. from the label perspective.
1: Okay. For sure. So, For
0: sure. So, so like, a lot of these artists nowadays, they're going into these blinded, right? Like they're like, okay, I need to dye my hair, you know, red, right? And Mm -hmm. have dreads and now I gotta go tatty it up. And and right. And just like, it's all about the image. And so that's why I asked is because like thinking back, it's like, okay, now we know like what the greats have done, right? So like, I mean, not greats, but like people who have made, uh made an impact on the culture soldier boy right coming out doing the first youtube vlogs and like just being right. different right and so that's why i always look back like damn where could i have you know uh progressed and, and just changed a little bit and I, and i know there's like yeah. that always cliche answer which like you answered in the beginning but like right. i wouldn't change anything right because right. it is who i am today right but yeah. then there's like little things you can tweak which i believe can still lead up to who you are today, right? Yep. Or would have progressed you a little bit faster, right? So For sure. you can still be who you are, but now instead of having this amount of views on your video, now you have this amount of views, right? Just because right. one tweak. So it's right, always right. it's tricky, and it's just like it's super interesting to think about and talk about.
1: Yeah. No, I think I, I from the start I had this. I had, and this is still something I carry with myself. But it's 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 something that I've kind of uh, I battle with a little bit is this idea of like, you know, I, I could be doing something other than music, right? I've been blessed with yeah. uh, life that has allowed me to be educated and to be taken, you know, financially taken care of as a kid and get all, the, get all these opportunities where now I can go financially take care of myself, right? Like yeah. I have a college degree, I have job opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. So I've always told myself, if I am gonna do music, I want to do it in a way that I want to do. Like, I'm not going to come into music and treat it like a fucking job where I am selling selling a product that isn't me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like if I'm going to do this, I want to do it the way that I feel confident and comfortable with. Otherwise, let me just go work another a different day job. So, where like, in other words,
0: job. you're not in it for the money. You're in it for the love. Like,
1: well. I am in it for the money, but only if I get to do it in a way I love, right?
0: Yeah, because once I, it starts becoming a job, it's like... Then I
1: might as well go do another job that has a way better, uh, w- way more security, way better retirement plan. <laughs> 401, way... like... <laughs> All that did, right? Yeah. If this is going to be just a job, there's other better just jobs for me out there. Yeah. But if this can be a job and something I love, then this is the best thing in the world. So, But there's been times where I've kind of like, had that with a chip on my shoulder almost a little bit too much. I think like, no, no, no. I don't want to do it that way. I don't want to have to present myself that way. I don't want to have to like, I don't want to be a gim. I don't want this to be gimmicky. I don't want to. But what I've learned too, as I've gone on is like, yo, this is a job. I'm trying to, ma- I am making and trying to make money off this shit. Like I'm selling something. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a little bit of a mind fuck. Cause the thing that I'm selling is myself.
0: I was going to say, but, yeah. Yeah.
1: but I am like you, I I would be delusional to think that I'm not selling myself to people. Now, the whole thing I'm always trying to figure out is how to sell myself in a way that I feel really comfortable and good and genuine about. Um, But there's been times where I've held myself back from even selling myself because I've said, yo, I like, I'm in this for the love, right? I'm in this for this. And and it's like, no, you, you gotta, you still got to sell yourself a little bit. Like you need to like, you know, like that's, that's kind of the ways that I've held myself back, I think over over the years a little bit, is just not being willing to like really recognize that I'm out here. I am selling myself, you know? Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. need to come up with way, keep coming up with ways that I feel really comfortable about doing it. And I feel like I'm sharing my genuine self, but that's fucking what every single person is doing out here. You know? Yeah,
0: no, nah, no, nah, facts, facts. That's true. Um, So I I, I, I think I was reading, uh, you have a degree in psychology, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have a degree in psychology too. So That's what what was I love psychology? What was the um the pivotal moment in your in your career where you were like, okay, I'm gonna leave this degree. I'm gonna, you know, put this on the shelf and I'm actually gonna focus on music because for me, like I'm a musician, right? I, I don't know if you know, but like I I had I haven't ever been able to like separate right like I just do music just for me like fuck what you know like Uh it's just it's venting right um I haven't ever been able to be like okay I'm gonna hang up this and just really focus on music for sure when did you make that decision
1: for it's been a slow process but I think the time in my mind where it really clicked like yo this is what I want to do and fuck this job (laughs) it was uh when I was teaching Okay. In the first first couple of years of teaching, I got an opportunity to go on tour with my homies uh, Tracy and Player Ray. Okay, they were uh, they were doing these like kind of weekend tours where they would do like it would be a, it would be maybe like a 12, 12 show tour, but they would do like three shows each weekend, uh-huh. and then they would come home. So they would go do like a little Southern California run and then come home. So they invited me to come along and open up, and basically I just help sell their merch sleep on the floor get to rock you know get a free seat in the van and get to rock a little 15 20 minute set every night and i was like fuck you like i I would love to do that you know so we would go out basically i would take like every friday off of work and so like third i would work all day monday through thursday at thursday evening i would hop off work i would run run over at like four o'clock hop in their van we would mob somewhere do a show thursday friday saturday drive home all day Sunday, I would get home at like, you know, 9pm Sunday, go to sleep, wake up the next Monday, go and just go right back to the fucking work. Yeah. And what I realized, well, first, I just it was hella fun. It was it, it just felt like it felt like what I should be doing, you know, like being on the road, doing shows, traveling, all this shit was just like the mix of what made me happy. It felt like, yeah. But then I also noticed that like, you know, we would be waking up at like 6am after like three hours of sleep to hop back in the car and drive 10 hours to the next show and I'd be happy as fuck. Like I'd be waking up at 6 AM with a smile on my face, ready to go, you know? And then I would get home and I would wake up, like the high school I worked at was right down the street from me. So I could wake up at like 8 AM, hop in the shower real quick, grab my shit, go. And I'd be down there on time, you know, (laughs) 30, right. And I'd be waking up at 8 8 AM after a night of like nine hours of sleep. Just fucking like bummed out that I was going to do this. And I actually liked my job, or I thought I liked my job. Like, I thought my job teaching high school was a good job. If I got fulfillment out of it, there was a bunch of kids I liked, there's a bunch of coworkers I liked. So I thought it was a good job. And then to see the difference of how I felt every morning waking up on no sleep to go do this other job that was way better, I was like, oh shit, this is what I need to be doing. Like, I need to be doing music. Like, there's something Mm -hmm. about the I feel like that you, you have a different task every day, kind of you have everything feels productive in your day, whether you're touring, whether you're recording, whether you're driving somewhere, whether you're it, it's just there was just so much I loved about it that I think in my mind, I was like, yo, like, if there's any way that I can do this as my career, like this has clearly shown me this is what I should be doing.
0: Let's talk about like how you feel on the stage, right? Because for me, it's like, dude, when I get on the stage, and, and you're rapping to people, it's like, everything else in the world is just like on pause right it's like and I I don't feel any shyness like how are you on stage are you like yeah like how does that feel you know like I want to know
1: I, I experienced what you just said about the shyness thing I experienced big time. Like, oh, really? I have that expe- same experience where I, I lose it. I'm a super shy guy. I'm a very reserved guy. Other than, you know, like in, in one-on-one or small group situations, I'm cool. You gotta, you yeah, gotta, yeah. But in like big group situations, I'm a pretty shy guy. I don't really put myself out there too much like that. Um, I played basketball all through high school and college, actually. Okay. And that was always kind of my relief on the basketball court is when I would feel the same way that I do on stage. A little same bit. here. I was going like to say the that. whole,
2: but...
1: <laughs> yeah. Like everything else disappears and you just get to be in a moment Yep. and you just get to be so locked into that moment. And I think for me, that feeling has always been so freeing because other than that time, I'm thinking about so many fucking things. Like I, I do have a little bit of anxiety. I do have a little bit of like, yeah, so I'm I'm sitting there thinking usually so much about like, yo, what do they think? What do they think? Did I do it right? Did I do it wrong? What should I be doing? Blah, blah, blah. When I'm on the stage or when I'm on the basketball court, like you don't even have time to think about that. Nah, and it's, you don't. it's almost like meditate, like being locked into like a gr- really successful level of meditation or some shit or like yeah. really fu- hit, hitting that zone where like nothing from the outside that doesn't concern you at this moment is, is even in your realm. And so, that's what's being, being on stage. Like I have other people who kind of wonder, and I used to wonder like, yo, how the fuck do you get up on stage in front of 500 people and go hard like that? And then get in a group of 20 people and don't say shit. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's yeah. like, it, it just feels like that time for me where I do get to be louder than myself. I do get to be outside of my own body a little bit outside of my own skin a little bit. And it's like such a freeing feeling for me because I spend the rest of my life kind of inside my mind it's almost like
0: a different you it's almost like the batman and you know uh clark or or not batman superman and clark kent like it's it's, it's different i feel like it's
1: like the unrestricted you it's me without myself setting fucking blocking myself in with my in my head kind of you know it's
0: you without like the 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 the, the
1: mental right the mental block sure like yeah exactly you're free from like the chip in you. <laughs> right, but, right. Um, or from like your own limitations that you set on yourself. Yeah, or something yeah like that.
0: that's kind true. Of, I never yeah. really looked at it like that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, some of the, like the best and like the best shows are like the Tuesday and Thursday nights. Have you experienced that? Yeah. Like, because those are the core crowd that is gonna go out to your show while they work the next day and turn the fuck up, right? It's like I'm those sure that core group i love the tuesdays and thursdays and a lot of people don't like really you know they're like can i get a friday show right and now you gotta like i don't know it's just it's a huge difference but
1: um for sure if people like people like getting drunk and fucking around every night of the week they yeah, you know <laughs> what I <mean>? like, yeah. <laughs> sometimes on those tuesday nights like they're just so happy that they have somewhere cool to go party yeah, like, like it into a beautiful moment you know
0: yeah yeah i i, I agree some of the Tuesday and thursdays are like super cool for underground artists um mm-hmm. what have been some of your favorite shows
1: damn i saw it's the santa cruz say.
0: one i think a while ago but that shit was packed
1: I yeah was i just did- yeah 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 there, there was a sanders i i've so like right before the pandemic for about a year there i was touring around with andre nicotina and opening for him yep. a lot of the time and that was a really cool experience for me just i mean for one the fact that his shows are so fucking packed and they're like they're a party and that that shit was just hella fun yeah also just having the opportunity to open for a legend like that um so that that whole run was super fun because it was just like party shows whereas I've done a lot of tours in the past where it's a lot more like kind of like lyrical conscience.
0: I was going to ask like your your music isn't party music, right? Like, would you, you know, like it's more of
1: like, right. But it's also, I don't think it's also necessarily like stereotypical conscious music either. There's somewhere weird that I fit that's in the middle. And so I end up on tour with, you know, Zion I and Locksmith and no, and, and real lyrical conscious rappers. Not that they're, not that locksmith's just like super country but they're you know they like one side of like lyrical underground and then i also end up like in like weed smoking partying drinking yeah, shit up. too and i and i fit into both so it's that's what was so cool about the the andre nicotina tour is because i was prior to that i had been on tour with locksmith and zion i uh like the couple years before and so that it was just interesting to get to rock it. It was a different crowd. It was a di- yeah. it was definitely a different show. And so being able to jump back and forth and kind of change my set and change the way I'm doing these things. So that was a lot as of an fun.
0: Artist. it helps you like you know know what certain groups like and and just kind of helps you as a performer, right?
1: Big time. And then yeah. I even like figured out songs like that I would have never performed before at a more conscious uh, lyrical show, mm-hmm. but we're killing it at the Nicotina show. And I was like, yo. I don't know why I'm not performing this every single fucking night. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. things like that and kind of figure, figure out what, what people respond to and all that. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but going back to your question of my favorite shows, a lot of them are actually those random ass small towns on yes. random nights yeah. that I thought were going to suck or was yep. scared. were going to suck and turned out to be so fucking cool. And even if some of them were just 75 people in the crowd, you know there's been nights where there's 75 people in the crowd and 30 of those people came up and bought a sweatshirt from me afterwards and there's been nights where there was a thousand people in the crowd and, and no two. one came and talked yeah, to me yeah, yeah yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and so um it's those nights where you feel like you really do have a connection with the people that are there no matter how many are there like when you feel like you it's almost like co- I think about it like cooking sometimes I think I think like she- or even if you're cooking for your family like when you cook for some a group of people and they like it and you're like nourishing them and you make them feel good it's like a really fulfilling feeling for you yeah absolutely but being a rapper like when I'm on stage and I can tell there's like some people there who needed that night in their life yeah you know what I mean like we yeah. oh I need like I needed this experience this really was good for me tonight like when I have that, when I can see that happening to people in the crowd while I'm rapping, it's like one of the best feelings ever. You know what I mean? It's just like, like,
0: and you probably experienced this, like, like I'll get DMs sometimes from people who listen to my music and they're like, yo, like I've been battling this. I've been, you know, depression, depression. Like I've been contemplating suicide and your music has helped me. And you're like, "Like, wait, like no one in the world knows me yet. My music is helping you. Like I'm not signed. Like, you feel me? I just do music. Like you know just to do it and so like getting those messages it's like that cooking feeling it's like you're nourishing something and it's like yeah like how does that make you feel
1: honestly that's the best thing in the world to me to feel like through music i can at least do good for someone else because at the end of the day the reason i've chosen to do this is for myself like i'm doing this because it makes me feel better I'm doing this because it honestly makes me way happier now I hope or I rationalize in my mind I rationalize that by saying if I'm a happier person I'm going to be nicer to, I'm going to treat others better et etc cetera, etc cetera. but when you actually get to see it not just be a self-serving thing yeah. it makes me feel so much better like yo okay at least I'm like I know I'm doing this for myself, but at least some people are getting other benefits from this. Yeah. Like at least, it, it just makes me feel less selfish about my time because, like, facts,
0: facts, it yeah. is a,
1: it it's a, it's a really self focused thing. Like you kind of have to be selfish to do this shit a little bit, you know. And so <laughs> it,
2: it's it's
1: rewarding to see. It makes me feel so much better that like when I can be like, "Yo, I actually it it feels like I actually help some other people here too," you know what I mean? No, yeah, I
0: feel it. I feel it. I respect it. Um, cool. Like. Cool. I want to move on to uh, the segment called the Hella Misguided" segment, where I ask the same question to each person who comes up here. Um, and pretty much the purpose is to, uh, well, the question is: is if you were to write a letter to your 18-year-old self, what would be a summary of that letter?
1: I think there would there would be two two messages that I would tell my 18-year-old self or want to like get across to them. Okay. One would be like just Like trust, like good, like good job. Just trust yourself. Like don't be so fucking stressed. Instilling confidence. Yeah, like instilling confidence, and just not and not just confidence. Like I think it's more like um instilling acceptance. Like just like just feel okay to be yourself. Like don't feel the need. Don't feel this need to try to be anyone else. Like just continue being yourself and finding yourself cause so like confidence, there's something like special
0: self-esteem there. right self-esteem right mm-hmm.
1: right i think so and then the the other thing though i guess there's another type of confidence a little bit is like yo go crazy like <laughs> just go go fucking crazy like st- like I think I've I've always been someone who who does think there are certain things out there that I'm not allowed to do or others aren't allowed to do or you know not everyone gets to X Y and Z or yeah. etc. And I think the the older I've gotten is I, I've learned like you no know, everyone who makes it happen does get to go do whatever the fuck like it, it's you, you know sure there's circumstantial things all that shit that you know put us in a lot block us from doing everything we want to do with our lives. But so much of that is mental. Like just go do whatever the fuck you want to do. Go try it out. If you fuck up for a year of your life, like it's not the end of the world. Like it, you know what I mean? Go move to Colorado and try to be a fucking mm-hmm. start a barbecue pit out there. If that's what you want to do, go fucking do it. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, you all that you've lost, you, you've you just gained a year of experience in something. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you've also, found out that that's not what you want to do or that it doesn't work there. And then you like, instead of being like, Oh, I have to make the right move right now for what I'm going to be doing at the age of 50, like to the move I make tomorrow. Needs, I, I just wish I had this little more idea of like, no, fuck it. Go try whatever I want to do. Go live your life and just like explore and experiment and try all this shit and go crazy a little bit. You know what I mean? Like just yeah, go for it.
0: Dude, so I have like a very similar like message because like me growing up, right. I, I like play basketball my whole life. Basketball is everything. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Right. And so, um, like realizing that the things that you're doing over time are not really where you're going to end up. And what I mean is like, I, you know, basketball is my whole life. Right. And then in college, I started to realize like, basketball is not only life like there's so much out there right (laughs) first of all I'm 5'9 165 pounds I'm not going to the NBA bro like get that in your head like (laughs) like right um so after after college you know I went I went overseas did this little USA basketball thing for a little bit came back and was like all right my second backup plan was like all right I'm gonna you know be an FBI agent I had this dream like as a kid, like since I was five, like it was basketball and an FBI agent. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, that's why I studied psychology because I wanted to do criminal justice, but they didn't have that. So I was like psychology. So then I start like applying to police forces and and everything. And I'm in these interviews and I'm like, I don't want to do this. So I I bombed some of them (laughs) like Uh literally on the spot. Like, Like, yeah, yeah. what am I doing? So yeah, yeah. then I, I get out. I go do construction for you, and I'm like, I gotta figure out what the fuck I want to do. Like, I mm-hmm. want to do music. Like, but is it too late? Like, am yep. I? You know, I'm 22, 23. Like, you know, people people listen to my music, but I have no huge following from music. Right? The following is just personality wise. Right? Like, right, right. And so relationships, it's like, and shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the fuck do I do? And so I, I tried the music thing, right? And, I, and I'm just doing music. But then I'm like, I'm realizing like, oh, like the music is more for me. It's not, you know, it's not for other people to to listen. Like, like it, it's more of like a release for me. And then uh-huh. I just started finding shit, right? And then once the entrepreneur shit happened, like once that clicked in my head, it was like, oh, I found it. I found right. what I want. Like, and so... I went through all those fucking trials and tribulations just to get to somewhere where I didn't even dream of. Right.
1: Right. But I think also, you know, a lot of those, like those trials and tribulations are necessary. You like, you don't just get to this conclusion that you came to. Yeah. Without an experience. You can't just
0: pick it. Right. Like I'm just going to do entrepreneurship because once you pick it, then you're probably not going to do that thing. Like (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. But, uh no, yeah, you're absolutely, absolutely right. And it's just like, you wonder, you wonder like, what's an easy way to go about it, right? What's an easy way to pick that thing without just doing hella different things?
1: Is it possible? What do you think? I don't think it's possible. I think that every single person or not every single person, but I think mm-hmm. most people who are like in some sort of either like creative or entrepreneurial Yeah, feel or whatever have been through hella shit to get to where they're at right now absolutely have tried and failed or have started to try and then ran away from or etc etc all these things in order to get to where they're at and figure out how to do it in the way that they want to do it or how to do it in the way that's right and works and i think like yeah, I, th- I think th- that's a hella common experience for all of us. I, I think we all kind of think like, oh, it's just me that like this took hella long to figure out how I should be doing it. Yeah. But I think for a lot of people, even I think even like, you know, I don't know G-Eazy personally, but I would say maybe someone like him, sure, he might have been focusing on music since the age he was 14 as like his main fucking thing. But I would say he even tried multiple things in the mm-hmm. music, in his music until it clicked for him. Until it really clicked for him. And maybe that's why you didn't fuck with him so much when he came and performed at your prom. Because he was still in his exploratory phase figuring out what was right for him and what was right. I don't know this is just a theory you know what I mean or what a
2: no it's, it's,
0: it matches up with his story because when he came and performed he was at uh New Orleans in college right when he started to uh-huh. open up for like Lil Wayne and Drake like that was the yeah. moment and so yeah. obviously he's trying shit I, no one right. really fucked no one fucked with him in Berkeley when he was right. in high school you know so right. it's like
1: yeah you so even though it might seem like someone like him has been doing this whole life, and why couldn't we be like him and just figure it out in yeah, 10th yeah. grade that this is what we're going to do with his, our life? But once he figured out that it was he that was what we, he was going to do with his life, he still had hella shit to figure hella out. He shit. still had hella trials and tribulations. So I think it's a story for all of us. When we finally feel like we've made it to that spot, it's because we've gone through shit that's Absolutely. gotten us there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No
0: i feel it cool cool all right well i want to talk about like business right the business uh, in music um how are you setting yourself up to build wealth through this music industry uh,
1: two two ways mainly is that so for one thing i'm keeping ownership of like the majority of my shit. like very much keeping ownership i i i invest i am my main investor i think Mm -hmm. when you when you involve other people's money a lot then you really have to take into like just label like for instance label wise in in the music industry basically one of the main things the label does is provide you with your funding right Mm -hmm. and just for that then they fuck you over on all the money that's coming back in for the most part Mm -hmm. um so if you can figure out how to not need to ask a label for money now they don't get to take more of it than they're supposed to take when it comes back or own, you know, this and that when it comes back. So
0: two questions to piggyback off of that. One is, are you signed? Uh, I was kind of confused about that. And then second one is um, who does your beats? Because that's another part that you would have to pay someone, right? Or producing. Do you do all that stuff?
1: No. So well, so for in terms of being signed, I'm not actually signed to the label. I have my own independent label called the Unusual Suspects Company that I run all my stuff through now i've had over the past you know eight years two different distribution deals that i've been signed to so basically those are
0: way different and they're way better for artists for those who way different they,
1: <laughs> basically all these people are doing is taking my music and getting it into every outlet in every placement that it needs to be in they don't give me any money to make the music they don't give me any money to create the promotion they don't promote for me i do all that shit myself but then the percentage that they take back of all all my profits is so small compared to what a typical label would take back from all your profits you know yeah so that's one way that I've managed to maintain a lot of ownership and just a lot of uh, autonomy in my music yeah and so so that's that's one thing for sure the, going like like you're saying about beats i mean there's so many things in this music industry that cost money now like that, that is a hard thing because everything does cost money you need beats you need mixing and mastering you need artwork done you need videos done you need promotion all that shit costs money now some of it doesn't if you have homies who do it or yeah. if you know how to do it yourself yeah, yeah, or if you have relationships so i have on the beat side that's one place i've been really lucky i got two of my best friends are amazing producers and we oh there you go have agreement we're we're working together for the future where we're basically we're going in it hand in hand and we're splitting our profits with each other in order to get where we're going you know what i mean so it's it's no upfront cost because we're both just investing our time into this and, and then we share the profits kind of um so I think that's kind of one thing, one one way of of doing it, where you're not really letting too many hands into the pot. It's it's more, but you are, but you have to be willing to fucking invest if if you want to keep these hands out of the pot. Money's got to come from somewhere. The, the startup money's got to come from somewhere. So it's either you or someone else. You know what I mean?
0: So let's talk about that. How? Where? Like, did you just as a teacher were just saving and investing your paychecks into music, and then now how are you able to do it full time without? having a, a a steady, I mean, you, you might have a steady income, but you know what I mean? Like that
1: W2 bi-weekly check, like how what as I an artist a, are you surviving? I still have, I still have a nine to five. I still have a day job right now. Wait, it's what? What do you do? Right in, I work at a, <laughs> this is hella funny that it says, I work at a record label.
2: Oh,
0: okay. I saw the LinkedIn and I was confused. I was like, this must be from like years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I work at, at a record label as, as the operation manager at a record label, not that they don't do hip hop music. So it's it's not it's not my exact same realm, but it's it's a job that's in in the same field that I'm in. You know what I mean?
0: That's fucking um, hilarious. I did but, not
1: know that. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, that would be one of my big. There was, so right when I stopped, when I stopped teaching, yeah. I stopped working except for music. Like, there was like two years there where I was just doing music in order to make my money. Okay. And I was making it by, but I didn't have investment money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I was surviving but I couldn't put out the quality of product that I wanted to put out. You couldn't.
0: Yeah. You only could eat and pay the rent, but you couldn't really
1: get a better video. Right.
0: right? You couldn't go pay someone to promote your stuff on YouTube or
1: something. Right. So exactly. So like, I was like, Oh, so at first it was like, Oh, this is so fucking cool. I've never bought groceries and paid my rent with rap money. You know what I mean? And then I was like, Oh shit, if I want to level up, like I need, I need level up money. Like I need any good business. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. Any business started with a huge investment or not a huge an an investment. You know what I mean? Like you have to put in money before you start making money back. And um, so I, I, I started, I got a job again for the past whatever four or five years I've been working in different ways not to pay my rent but more so to have investment Investment, capital into my music you know what i mean and so and that's freed me up hugely to be able to do the things that i want to do and i think i would very much encourage people until you have like uh until music is making twice what you need more making you yeah you know what i mean more (laughs) than twice what you need you should just have a day job like or or a part-time job or something because that honestly now allows me to use my music money to reinvest my music money into myself while my day job money can keep the rest of my life going. And it's just allowed me to really level up my career in a way that a lot of my friends who kind of gave up on their day job shit and were like, oh, I'm just gonna be a musician. And then at a certain point they were like, fuck, I can't afford being a musician. Okay. I'm going to give up on being a musician and I'm just going to go work a day job. You know,
0: dude, dude, you're speaking. I've seen a lot
1: of people kind of drop off over the years, this idea of like, Oh, I got to go deal with real life. And for me, I've been like, well, shit, I've kind of been dealing with real life and this the whole time. And that's what's allowed me to have the time that I needed to to level up. I try and preach that all
0: the time. Keep your nine to five as long as you can, because even if, like that money that extra income could be invested towards what you really love like and 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 for me that that was kind of the thing right like music was very important and I was like let me go you know I'm gonna find this time to quit my job and just move to LA and go do music right right that's the dream right and then I had my son I have a two-year-old son and I was Mm -hmm. like I can't just do what I can't just (laughs) become a music like musician and leave my job like how am I gonna I'm not gonna be that father to him right like
2: no, yeah
0: and so i was like i'm gonna keep my job and i'm just gonna do music and if it blows it blows if i reach a hundred people a thousand people and they like it then fuck it that's what we gonna rock with i'm gonna get yeah. that same thousand in a concert and we gonna have fun and like as i started to see my shows grow i was like yeah i'm not you know I, i'm not leaving this day job because then I'm just going to put all my eggs in one basket. And that's not who I am. Like, right. I, I need to, you know, diversify myself and, and, right. and have for me, it's about stability. Um, because growing up, that's not something I really had. Right. Like, um, you know, my father was in and out and and that's not who I wanted to be. And so stability yeah. in a family was like number one. It became a number one priority for me. And so for sure, like that. I feel, that I, go, ahead.
2: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, leaving the nine to five is just like not an option. Uh, it, I mean, it's an option, but like. Yeah. It's not an option
1: for you. It's a choice.
0: It's, it's right. more of a choice, right? Like, right. I want to be able to choose when and, and why I'm leaving and, and, and not just put, force myself to leave because I want to do this.
1: Right, for sure. And I mean, I think it's something that, you know, that I've been part of, you know, I just got married recently, like you said, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. a lot of, you know, our goals, sure, we like, like a lot of people ask me what my goals are with music, right? That's only one part of my life goals.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My life goals revolve, are bigger than that. It's a big part of my life goal. My life goal is to be able to provide music for myself and my, or pr- provide Prov- money for myself yeah. and my family off yeah. of music for the rest yeah. of my life. Yes. But other parts of my life goal also involve having a partner that I love and care about who is going to be with me, ha- having a family being able to um provide for my family being able to spend time with my family all those things are also my life goal having good relationships with my friends and my parents and co-workers those are also life goals that i have being able to sleep at night without fucking hella guilt on my Mm -hmm. head or and you know what i mean another life goal so so yeah music is one of them and being a successful rapper is one of them but if i if i just do that and, and negate and and and, and forget all these other things you're not feel like shit i I might be a rich rapper but i'm gonna feel like shit and my goal is happiness in life which also includes being a rich rapper hopefully (laughs) you know what i mean but it includes these other fucking things too you know
0: no that's huge and a lot and and it's crazy because a lot of people when they actually become the rich rapper or rich whatever entrepreneur they talk about those things like they talk about you know i wish i would have had more times with my friends and family i wish i wouldn't have just focused so much right like you never hear someone just like, I wish I would have went harder.
1: Right. Who has
0: already made it. Right.
1: Who, who made it. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. You
0: know, you don't, you don't hear Jay-Z say like, I wish I was in the studio way more than I was.
1: Right. Like, no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, that, no, that's big. That's it's big, it's
1: yeah. a hard, it's a hard balance. Sometimes I feel like I'm like, you know how they say you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like sometimes yeah. I feel like I'm asking for that. Cause I'm like, yo, I want to be a successful rapper and I want to have a successful family from a, you know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, sometimes it feels like we don't get to have it all, but, you know, like I was saying to you, I think a lot of that is also just the mental restri- the restrictions we put on ourselves. Like, why can't we have it all? Why can't you have a family that feels t- well taken care of and loved, and also go pursue these crazy wild dreams that you have for yourself? Like this, in my absolutely. opinion, this is something we should be we should be able to do both. You know,
0: absolutely, one hundred percent. Well, that's cool. So those are kind of ways you're building wealth. Uh, um, through the music business um are you investing outside of it like are you interested in stocks um other side hustles like real estate you know how, how else
1: are you I'm not right now. I I played around with stock shit a little bit when everything Bitcoin. crashed at the beginning of the yeah. pandemic. I was no not even Bitcoin, dude. I um, was I was actually doing good. I was fucking with uh, with airlines at the beginning of the oh, pandemic. Oh yeah, yeah. Airlines crashed like a motherfucker and we knew they were gonna have to come back at some point. Yeah. And I got too I was it was my first time playing around with stocks. So I got too much like I will put money in and out and I yeah. should have just sat just bro, everything. Long
0: term, long like, term. Right. Yeah.
1: And so, I mean, I made a cool little bit amount of money, but now then I t- when I cashed it out I, then everything jumped back up, and I was like, "All right, there's no reason to put it back in." So Facts. I just took my little profit that yeah. got out. You know what I mean? But yeah. no, like in terms of other, my, my goal has always been to put myself on as a rapper and in in, in uh, you know public figure myself, and then from there do these other business ventures. Um, and like my, my honestly, my dream would be to be get to be on have a label of my own or be on that side where I'm managing or promoting or putting on other artists as well. But I don't. It's it, That's a hard thing to develop. Like having I, I worry sometimes I like trying to start a label while also trying to start my own rap career while also trying to put on these other rappers. That's a lot to do at once. My my vision is kind of like to get myself where I need to be, where then I can use my name and my relationships to then put other people on to then Dude, put this label. I want to touch
0: up on that. Very important because that is like, that is something I wanted, right? Like as I was like, I, I want to label myself as a musician, which is why my Instagram is still Jawan Rohan Music. Everything uh-huh. is Jawan Rohan Music, right? Yeah. And I have 15 different businesses, but yeah. I wanted to be like, I want people to refer to me as a musician. Then I started realizing, when I was doing other stuff that people would recognize me way quicker right
2: Mm. by the
0: other stuff so it's Mm. like oh like you know yeah like your thing says music but I also see that you you know you're a realtor or you you're a notary or you do the podcast bunch of shit right and then I started realizing that everything that I'm doing outside of this like all right, so you got the musician in the, in the in the core, and then you have a big circle of like everything else. I started realizing that everything else is bringing the circle closer to sure. people realizing I'm a musician, because now okay. I'm doing these interviews, all right, and now people are going to, you know, follow me, check me yeah. out. Now they're going to see that you're a musician. Now yeah. what do they do when they see that? Oh, what kind of music does he do? Let me look it up. Yeah, yeah. Boom, yeah. right? So it's like all these fucking other things are bringing people to my music and now it's like even growing faster than it would be if I was just a musician. So that's sure. why what you brought up is super important because you're like saying you want to you know start a music label, go go do these other things. What if you did that? You bring sure. on other musicians. now you got little minions running around bringing people back to your business to your now they're like, who's the CEO? Oh, Jay Laley. Yeah. Oh, hey, he's a musician. He's been a musician for a long time. Boom, let me yeah, check yeah. his music out. So it's almost for like sure. a business play, right?
1: Yeah. No, I, I see that for sure. For yeah. sure. I see. How the, I, I, I see how that could work
0: for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, dude. I love business and I love marketing and I just love networking. Like, I mean, if you can't tell, but I I, I love networking. Um, and so that's why I always trying to think of like ways to help grow, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah for sure honestly networking is one of my least favorite parts of the, <laughs> the whole shit uh, yeah. you're, I, in a, you're in an you're in an industry to network <laughs> i need people like you around me bro yeah man. i got you man anything you need? uh no nah,
0: it's i like have a passion for it and that's honestly mm. that's what made people kind of draw towards the music is just because like oh like they realize oh Juwan like he you know he's cool like his music must yeah. be cool right like yeah yeah like I make I make music very similar to you where it's like personal. It's not like the clubby music. I'm not at the high Andre Nicotina spectrum, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm also not at the locksmith spectrum, right? I'm sure. like in between and it's like personal stuff. And like, I, I, I love stories. So like any story that I, I think of, I'm like a writer, right? Like I think yeah. each song is like a film and I love uh-huh. those type of, you know,
2: stories. Yeah. yeah. So. Cool man. Sure, cool,
0: man. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming up here, man. Uh, for real, man. I mean, I, shit, we had to reschedule like twice or something.
2: <laughs> Bro, I'm
1: not, I promise you, I'm not this usually this flaky or you yeah. got the worst side. You got the worst experience with me. You got the worst side of me. I've just been all over the place these past few weeks, man, trying to get these, this album done, these next two albums basically yeah. done. And, nah, that's cool,
0: man. Me. I'm excited to hear. And I've been, I've been, like I said, I've been following you for a while and when I heard you on uh, the homie um, Jared's podcast, High Score, 5'10", um, yeah. I was like, wait, how the fuck did you get him? <laughs> and then he told me, and he was like, I could, you know, hook you up. And I was like, yeah, man, I've like really been a fan for a long time. And then I've been, and then when I saw you start dropping music with Dizzy Wright, like Dizzy Wright, I've been a huge fan of since me like too, 2011, man. 2012. Like I remember in college when I first went to Colorado, Uh the freshman year he had a a a concert show in denver we drove like an hour and 15 i brought my my uh roommate i was like dude you gotta listen to his music like trust me we go to this sketchy ass colorado place like i'm talking straight uh hillbillies and like
2: Uh i'm like what the you know
0: what i mean like (laughs) like one of three black people in there um and And uh, he brought, he had, it was with a Snowda product who's also Uh dope as hell. And I I forgot there were some other people and Snowda product opened up and then Dizzy Wright was supposed to come on. As he's walking out to come on stage, there was a stabbing. Some people just start fighting in the bar, stabbing. Some dude dropped to the floor, everyone ran out. Dizzy Wright couldn't perform. That was the one time I had a chance to see Dizzy (laughs) Wright perform. (laughs) And ever since then I've been like trying to, but I've just been busy and I was yeah, so yeah. mad, bro. So when I saw that's you start nuts. dropping songs with him, I was like, oh my God. Playlist, add to the playlist. Yeah. Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> nah, he's he's just like like he's I've been a fan of his music for so long. So being able to develop a relationship with him and start that's doing so music That's so cool, videos, man. Yeah. Super dope. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's really cool, man. Yeah. Like I uh uh do you know who Jay Zach is?
1: Uh I don't think so.
0: Oh, look Jay-Z up. I had him on the podcast, and like I've been a fan of his music for a very long time. And being able to interview him and like get to know him, and now like you know we talk, and it's like it's like fuck, dude. He, like I said, networking—you're building right. relationships with these people, and it's super cool. It's super cool, like feeling and and, and for knowing. sure.
1: No, I've, it, it, there's been so many experiences where I'm I, like at this point where I'm just like, damn, like I can't believe I just sat and had breakfast with that person or yeah, i can't yeah. believe that like me and this person just made turkey sandwiches together or like we you just know had you coffee
0: mean? like, like some like, random holy
1: shit i was just shopping for like fucking socks in walmart with so it's uh, like talking about their family you know what i mean like just shit like that is like crazy you know cool cool
0: well yeah man all right we're gonna wrap up uh I have, uh, the way I like to uh, end the episode is with a segment called Guiding Conclusions where I ask you a question that we haven't talked about previously, right? I always warn okay. the, the audience of questions I'm going to ask. This one, nah. It could be serious, funny, or just anything. Today's question is very simple. What is your favorite song that you wrote personally and why? Fuck, man. I know it's hard, bro. There's, not, there's <laughs> no favorite song. That's why I asked the question.
1: Right. I think one of them is a song called Run that's off uh, my album Tuesday.
0: Bro, that's like the number, that's like your number one video on YouTube. It's like 106,000.
1: It's up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And you're just running, rapping. Like, someone commented, like, bro, I would have been out of breath.
1: (laughs) Bro, that video, there was no fake in that video. I did that. So it's a one take video, right? So you only get one shot at it. So we did it like 10 times because you're just like, all right, let's do it 10 times and then pick the best one. Right. Yeah. So, and that was like, I think we added up, that was like a half a mile run that I ran for each take, you know what I'm saying? So, by the end of that video shoot, I just ran five miles, just fucking like, jogging up and down this like hey, Get that
0: workout in, man. That's desert that's rock. how you get your breath control for performances.
1: Yeah, bro. I had two of the exact same shirts, so we had bought two of the exact same shirts. So every time I get sweaty, I just take the shit off, hang it up in the that's van. Put on
0: it. I wouldn't even have thought of that, bro. I would have been
2: drenched.
1: Right. No, uh, but that song. I think the reason I liked uh, that that song for me writing that song is like, it w- it was a. It just came so naturally. It was actually a song me, me and the producer Space Cadet, uh, who's one of my my guys I I work with the most. Me and him were at his house in Reading just like on a weekend. I traveled up to see him. He lives in Reading. Not anymore, but he did. He grew that's up in Reading. He's just down like my, in LA now. My but. grandparents live out there. There's like nothing there. Why would a
0: producer live in <laughs>
1: Well, So he, he grew up, but it's because he grew up there. Uh, and then he, just like me, he came to Oakley. He came uh, to the Bay okay. Area ready to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Was yeah. In high school. And so that's where me and him linked up was in the Bay. Then cool. he moved back out there. Now he's in LA. But so I used to go up there on the weekends and we try to crank out like fucking 10 beats. Right. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I would come home and write. So, we cranked out like 10 beats one weekend. The first weekend we were going to start making the Tuesday album, we cranked out like 10 beats. I brought them home. I wrote to like three songs and I realized I was talking about the same thing on all three songs. Mm-hmm. Like I just had this, like, the, like the, the mind state that I'm in when I'm on that song Run and, the, and where my mind's at and what I'm talking about. I, I couldn't get away from that. That's all I was thinking about. And so that's why I was writing on yeah. all three songs. I was writing about the same shit. And I was like, damn, this is like, I have a thought here that I need to complete before I can kind of move on. So I took all those songs and I combined them into one. And I, and the beat that I loved the most was the one that we used for run. And so it's just like, I just think that that song really represents like a moment of where my mind was at like very much so like it was like a strong moment of where my mind was at and like being able to create that or or share that kind of like it, it feels like one of the times where i was able to really share that in the way i wanted to dope dope
0: man that's that's really cool yeah Thank you for opening up. I'm actually, uh, I'm. I'll play that song after this um, on the episode. Don't sue me, all right? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Um, don't worry.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm cool um, with everyone
0: sharing my shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> it out there. Cool, cool <laughs> man. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming up here. You heard it here, guys. This is the Misguided Podcast, where we intend to guide you to a better future. My name is Juwan. We got Jay lately on here. Hey, let them know where they can reach you at.
1: For sure. Uh, if you're on Instagram, follow me on Instagram.com slash J LATELY, J L A T E L Y. Um, my website is just justlatelymusic.com and just fucking anywhere Google, Apple Music, whatever. If you just write the letter J, period, lately. You'll find
2: me. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate you. No regrets about coming back. We probably end up right where we're supposed to make it. Be all in a different time zone. Find me all the way out where my mind roams. Keep telling us how to spend our time when they don't even know where the time goes. Don't know much, but I think we'll be fine, okay? All to your benefit Don't get lost When the stars align All these places Are waiting beyond All of these Friendly faces Wonder who